0: You're just not going to believe what iHeart has broadcast on one of their
1: radio stations last week. You're not, Keith. Believe me. No longer immune, even the NPR stations are suffering an audience decline and a tortured exercise in next-gen TV's efforts to be useful. Good morning, along with my handsome co-host, as you can see in the frame next to me, is Keith, Ka- Keith Samuels from Southern California. I'm Jackson Weaver in Seattle, and for Thursday, August 26th, this is Media Insultant. You know, Keith, in addition to our regular opinions and, uh, shall we say, wise-ass comments here on Media Insultant, We're doing a couple of special interviews that we hope will offer people in media, in particular radio broadcasters, a uh, real hope at getting some better tools to work with over the next couple of weeks. And along that line, you saw a recent ad in LinkedIn for a sales rep that caught your attention, and I thought this was really relevant in terms of one of the shows we've got coming up next week. You want to talk about it?
0: Yeah, it was interesting. It popped up in my feed yesterday as I was doing show prep. You know, because we do prep for this show, somewhat. And and LinkedIn seems to think, I'm looking for a job. And their AI, their algorithm, because I I click on these jobs, because they're typically at stations or at companies that you and I talk about, or we worked for, or we know the hiring manager. And in this case, it was Sinclair Radio, Seattle. And our old friend Gary Greenberg had posted this position for a sales opening at Sinclair's radio stations in Seattle, which, as we talked about months ago, have already been sold and soon to be closed and owned by Lotus Broadcasting. So, um, you know, so Gary, I guess, has gotten the green light to hire, even though the company's going to be having his group of stations will be owned by a new owner here, I think, probably in September, as early as next month, perhaps, when they close. So I, you know, so I clicked on the ad. I went, this is great. Let me see what Gary's posting. And sure enough, the job has been posted for 14 days. You know how LinkedIn shows you how long the job's been posted for? And it usually shows you how many applicants, how many people applied for this job through LinkedIn. And the number of people that applied for this job, poor Gary, on LinkedIn, zero. In two weeks. In In two weeks. In 14 days, no applicants. And this just gets to a point that we talked about with our upcoming guest, Lucy Rice, About the challenges that managers in media, sales managers in media, are having finding salespeople because no one, and according to Lucy, she's never seen it this difficult, wants to apply for a media sales job. They'll apply for other jobs at stations, but not Ad sales, sales is, ooh, you know, uh, I guess a nasty word, but it's really amazing. And so when I saw this you know, ad and poor Gary's trying to get applicants and people to apply for this job, he should call Lucy because Lucy, in our interview with her, talks about what she's doing to get out there and get, get qualified candidates for these positions it's a great interview. Uh, don't miss seeing Lucy when she comes on. Frankly, she's kind of one of the patron saints of media insultants because she was the first media insultant I ever knew. You know, she, did, she didn't take anything from anybody. And if you didn't want the truth, then, you know, it, that didn't matter. Lucy was going to give it to you whether you wanted it or not. So uh, we get that same kind of attitude in our conversation with Lucy, and it's a, it's a yeah. must-see of- TV.
1: Yeah, lots of of really good ideas for anybody trying to recruit. That podcast and the video will all be up on Thursday, September 2nd. And also... Real quickly, uh, Ron Stone, head of the Inter- Independent Broadcasters Association and Adams Radio Group is also going to be our guest. He's doing some great things for the smaller operators, cash contesting, group buying power, insurance webinars, all kinds of things. His interview is really quite enlightening, and if you're running a smaller market radio station, you'll want to hear his interview. His interview is this Tuesday, August 31st. So those things are coming up next week, and we hope to be able to contribute to everybody's bottom end and top line with some of those ideas that come along.
0: Yeah, it, there's, 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 it, they're chock full with with practical solutions and ideas. I had never met Ron before. Um, you and I have known Lucy for 30, 40 years, but I, I'd never met Ron, and uh, wow, was I impressed. He's a solid guy. He's, he's had a tough job running you know these smaller market radio stations up against the big guys, the big uh, consolidated groups. But rather than complain about it, Ron came up with solutions to help uh, smaller groups and smaller independent operators uh, operate their stations uh, uh, successfully and I, I really enjoyed the conversation with ron and and I, I really learned a lot and I came away really, really impressed with him
1: good good well that's that 's coming up in uh, next week, and we just invite everybody if you don 't get it that day, at least pick it up in the next couple of days some good good information all the way around. Keith, uh, you know, I, we work really hard in working with clients not to piss them off, right? We work really hard. We try to, you know, we service them. We take them to lunch. So why is it that iHeart this last week on Thursday and Friday ran a promo spot with this line? The line was, hey dads? Well, so do we. So this weekend is commercial free on Hits 106.5. I mean, I just thought about the guy who had just signed a contract for the next thirteen weeks to do twelve spots a day, and here comes a uh, promo on the air that says, "We hate your business. We hate your money." Oh. I just, you know, I don't. I'm, I'm not going to blame this on Pittman, but at the end of the day, they're dissing on the people who pay their bills. They're setting up their audience for expectation of free product without any commercials. And boy, talk about demoralizing your sales team. In essence, they're saying, "You know, we really don't respect or like what you do. But go <laughs> yeah. out and do a
0: good job, damn it." <laughs> yeah, we hate we hate what we're selling. We hate what makes us money. Um and so do you. <laughs> and, when, and you got yeah, you've got I could I could just see, you know, if I had a, a several car dealers on my list and I'm at, I'm at Hits 106.5 or whatever it is. What is it? what's the station?
1: Yeah, HITS 106.5. The old kiss.
0: Oh, God. yeah. so well, even before that, something else. but I you know it's like cancellation on line one. Keith, cancellation on line one. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, oh my God. Um, but you know, this is this is one of these Hail Mary programming moves where programming overrides sales. You know, it's, we're going to go commercial free, man. We're going to really fight back against Pandora and Spotify and Apple Music and and, and Amazon Prime Music. Yeah, we're going to kick their ass this weekend because we've got commercial free. Oh, please. Seriously? Uh, yeah. Thanks for pointing out the fact why I don't listen to you because you run your long music, you run your uh, long uh, commercial breaks. Uh, I don't have time for that. I just go somewhere else. Or Sirius XM, for example, you know, commercial free music there, so... It's just a, a it, desperate play, and and it rarely ever works. And if they do spike in the ratings, the buyers, like Melissa Durfee, who we had on uh, last week, would say, "No, you know what? You get non-commercial for that. I, I'm not. Buy- I'm, I'm not buying that number because that's not your uh, your regular number." So, well,
1: well and all radio ex- stations have had a decline in audience. We all know that it. Uh, it's accepted. The, there was a study that came out the other day that Nielsen did that uh, the public radio station listening levels over the last five years have dropped about 16.5%, which I think is probably in line with commercial radio stations. And it's interesting, though, because the stations with the news talk formats had the smallest erosion, but those stations that were jazz or AAA or other music formats, they suffered hits as big as 31% decline in audience. And I think, you know, I look at this and I say, well, okay, my number one takeaway is that the unique content of news and information, and, and it's progressive uh, almost without question in most markets, is probably their key asset to maintaining an audience. What do you think about these music stations that are public radio stations also? Why did they take such a big hit?
0: Well, a couple of things. One is um, the streamers, they, you know, they, they get affected. The, that same music is, still, is also available on Spotify and, and, and Pandora and Apple and everywhere else. You know, so I can find it somewhere else and, and get it when I need it on demand. And the other part is is that you know, they kinda of push the they kind of push the envelope on this non-com, non commercial. We're listener supported. Yeah. And then they run spots. You know, they're they're kind of just generic branding spots, but they're running commercials too. And they've got jocks, they're they're stopping down the music, they're running underwriting commercials, they're running promos for events they're doing that are underwritten by other big sponsors they sound really close to commercial radio stations and so you know you kind of go on the music side it's not that big a difference i mean it's maybe from a format standpoint and content but you can you can find it everywhere so their situation is no different than it is at at your ac stations or at your your uh, your commercial chr stations or whatever it's 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 the same challenge they have in appealing to an audience that doesn't want interruption, and they don't want breaks, and they don't want commercials. It's really tough.
1: Well, and I think they also have uh, gotten to the point where these eclectic formats, which used to have a real core audience, which is great, and everybody loves that, but they have less appeal than they used to have because of the proliferation of streaming options that the audience has, And the commercialization of it has kind of taken some of the uniqueness away from it. So I don't think you'll see that flattening out. I mean, I think radio is going to slowly fade in audience and it's got to find different ways. We talk about that all the time, different ways to compete. By the same token, at the end of the day, the commercial stations and the non-commercial stations have got to figure out ways to replace those. We'll be talking about this, uh, yeah, at Infinitum. So we'll just <laughs> For the rest we'll of keep our it. lives, <laughs> yeah, till the very last issue of Media Insultant. Yeah. Well, and you know, uh, to television's side of the business, they've developed this thing called Next Gen TV, which is supposedly a new data transition. For television, where television stations can actually transmit not only broadcast content, multiple broadcast uh, channels, but also 4K def and that kind of thing. But they also are claiming an interactive component to it because it also delivers IP, delivers Internet uh, connectivity. So they have decided that they're going to do a new education service in Washington, D.C., and they're working with Spectra Reps Educast Service. It's a partnership with Sinclair, who's been a real advocate for NextGen TV. Mm-hmm. And get this, I, I, you just go. we've got to walk through this so that everybody understands it because it, it'll take a minute. What they're going to do is they are going to make sure that every home that needs it will have a small device. It's about the size of a disc player, right? And it'll connect to an antenna that uh, nobody ever knows what an antenna is these days, but and they'll mount that on the wall. That'll receive both the broadcast and the internet protocol signal that's embedded within the signal. Then the device establishes a hotspot. Are you following this? A hotspot for the student's computer or phone or tablet, whatever they have. So now the video, the the instructor who's teaching the class with NextGen can download videos, lectures, documents, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay, so very nice. All of that work. But still, there's no backhaul on the internet. There's no two-way conversation like you can get on the internet now. There's only a one-way conversation. And you're talking about sending these out to homes that don't have broadband in the in the home. Okay. So once you're done with all of that, uh, the question I've got is, why don't they just send somebody a couple of bucks and buy them broadband and be done with it? <laughs> I mean, this—I got to hand it to them—they're trying some different stuff, but this makes no sense. This, this is this is essentially a YouTube video uh, on on the on, a, on another device that you've got to know enough how to hook up. But hooking up Bluetooth, while it's gotten easier, is still not. The, the easiest thing in the world for anybody to do, and particularly if you're talking about the kind of homes that they're targeting with this, which is no broadband, low-tech capability, lots of lots of issues going on in the house. So, I mean, I applaud them for trying something different, but, boy, this sounds to me like a real exercise in futility.
0: Uh, well, I'm yes. sure
1: you probably agree with me on this. <laughs> well,
0: I do. and I saw the diagram, I think it was uh, in one of the trade publications, they had a diagram of how this was going to work. And, uh, and, and, and all the different steps and chains. And I had the same reaction. I said, just, just, why aren't they doing a deal with the cable company? Get them a, get them a, a router and give them free internet connection. You know, everybody know, is getting on the internet. They've all got smartphones. Okay. They've either, if, you know, either they bought them or they've got subsidized spa, s- smartphones and smart devices right. all over the house. Right. So they're using data somewhere and connecting to the internet somehow now, obviously, if you go on a Zoom call, it's going to just go, it's just going to blow your data all over the place. But they already know how to connect to Wi-Fi with the phone. Now, just, just make it possible for them because 90% of them have cable. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a cable, cable subscription subsidy and, and just get Wi-Fi and you solve the problem. And now you can get on those Zoom calls that, that they're having with the teachers because my grandkids are, you know, we're Zooming for a year and a half you know and they had the zoom appointments and they you know they had their little workstations in their bedrooms and they all they had the internet and it was all working that's the format the teaching is going on in so why don't we match it to the format that can deliver that okay and not some special crazy ass antenna device connector and still not be able to get what you need to get from uh, you know from your teacher in your school so yeah
1: there's uh, no interactivity and it, yeah, at least no as near as, you as can't i can converse.
0: tell so you know and and so it's like well what, what is this about yeah. so i i think it just confuses the kids it's complicated for the families and and i think it's just a desperate play to make next gen seem relevant yeah. when it's So not relevant. By the way, have you found a next-gen TV?
1: No, I'm still looking, uh, although I haven't looked in the last week. (laughs) Keith and I were talking about this earlier. I started looking for a next-gen TV online, and I couldn't find one. So I'm not quite sure what they're talking about when they say they're available all over the place. But we've been picking on, if it seems like we've been picking on next-gen TV, we have. We have. We have. (laughs) We have. Well, Keith, if we had a floor director, he'd be giving us a rap signal right now. We've run through our 20-minute show. So let's wrap it up. We do this each Tuesday and Thursday. And next week, don't forget our special interviews with Ron Stone, head of IBA on the 31st, Lucy Rice on September the 2nd with some great tips on media recruiting. So as we wrap up summer with Media Insultant, Keith, thanks for joining me here. It's been just great.
0: Well, Jackson, it's been a it's been a great summer. We're coming up on our first anniversary, and I understand this weekend was your birthday. This last week was your birthday. We missed that on on media insult. so, happy birthday! I'll be taking my Baloney Scotch, and I'll have a shot in your honor. Uh, well, right now, no, after the show, and uh, and wish you a, a great, great week. Take care.
1: Thank you, Keith.